Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you. On today, we bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of our life. We definitely give honor to our honorable pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to Lady Paulette Murchison, to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newsom, and to all of you today. Uh, we just bring you greetings in the name of the Lord, and we're excited today. Uh, about uh, our new series, Series 11. And so we're going to get right into it today. We're going to uh, get our sidebar, go into prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and get started. <clears throat> uh, so the first thing we want to do is knock the sidebar uh, out of the way. Uh, I want to let you know we had uh, our marvelous weekend. Our pastor uh, preached the word of God on this Sunday, and he came from Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number one, um, and a few other verses down through there. And he was talking about you know, uh, the importance of, you know, allowing God to uh, fight our battles for us. Everything don't need our response. Some things we need to uh, seek the Lord and get before the Lord on and put it before the Lord before we act. And so uh, I thought it was a very, very powerful message. I'm still feasting from that message and I'm excited about what we have today for the people of God. And we're going to talk about uh, some uh, very important, vital things that all believers need to know. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, today the seven dispensations, and we're going to go through a lot of detailed information. So some of this you may already know, those of you that may have uh, degrees and things of that nature, if you uh, have taken uh, any type of uh, theological courses, you may have a lot of this information already, but some of these things we're going to touch on as foundational things um, that the believer should be aware of as we talk about the seven dispensations. And we need to know uh, the, what time we're in right now. <laughs> and I, I think there's a, a big uh, misunderstanding in the viewpoint. People know that, you know, we're under grace, we're in the period of grace, but I think a lot of people uh, doesn't realize that grace is not going to be around forever. And so we're going to talk about some of those things on the broadcast today. And so that's what we had for our sidebar. We had a great um, uh, worship, praise and worship service uh, as the men went forward. And uh, power of God came into service. And we believe souls are yet being delivered and coming to Christ. And so we hope that you enjoyed the service if you watched on YouTube or Facebook. And so uh, the next thing we want to do is offer prayer for all of the saints, uh, those of you that have special requests. Uh, we're here today to pray for you and your families. Uh, please pray for us. Uh, remember, I believe the Parker family and many others that are bereaved, uh, uh, Bishop Mark Jones and the Jones family, Mother Jones and all the saints in Florida. Pray for our uh, presider and assistant presider and their wives. Please pray for our Bishop Emeritus, Bishop Scott, uh, Brother uh, Andrew, uh, Scott, please pray for him and uh, Sister Doris and all the saints there, Mother Woods and different ones in Florida. Uh, please pray for them uh, and pray for my family. We need your prayers. Pray for me. Uh, we need your prayers. Uh, pray for our grandchildren. Pray for our daughter, Gabrielle. Uh, pray for the saints' children. Let us pray for the sick that's among us, especially those that are tearing on the altar for the Holy Ghost, that God will fill their souls um, before it's everlasting too late. So definitely, if you have a request today, I want to go ahead and uh, 
jump on here just to see if there's uh, uh, someone that wants to, uh, to make contacts. I always try to get on and just see if there's any uh, that's desiring prayer. Okay, so we don't see any on right now. So uh, let's see here. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started here uh, in our prayer. We're going to go to our prayer anthem scripture, which is found in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, uh, verse number 14 through 16. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. I want to amend the prayer. Please pray for all pastors and leaders. Continue to pray for my pastor and first lady that the Lord will continue to touch them and strengthen them as well in their bodies. And all of those that we may have, uh, missed uh that had asked us to pray for them remember pastor reese uh and his wife and the bible way uh ministry pray for them that the lord will continue to touch his body and uh strengthen his family as the lord take the people of god through so remember us all in your prayer so we're going to go before his throne eternal god our savior in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we come before thee and before thy throne of grace to give thanks to you and give praise to your name, Heavenly Father. Lord, as we pray today, God, we ask you would move by your power and your anointing, Lord, that you would touch the hearts and minds of your people in the name of Jesus. Lord, look on, oh God, those that are in leadership, those, oh God, that, oh God, are leading your people. We ask you would touch them and Lord, strengthen them. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, as they continue, Lord, oh, God, to seek your face, bless them, oh, God, with the virtue and the wisdom and knowledge through the word of God that they need to, oh, God, lead and guide your people through the Holy Spirit. Bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Look on the bereaved families, look on Bishop Mark Jones, look on the Parker family, look on, oh, God, True Church family, look on all the saints that are going through today, God. We pray thy blessing. In the name of Jesus, upon their families and upon their loved ones. And even, oh God, we ask you to forgive us. Hallelujah. As we thank you, we ask for forgiveness, God, that you will forgive us of any and every sin, God, that's not like you and every transgression, God, that we may be unaware. Forgive us, Lord. Have mercy upon us. Look on missionary Newson, Lord God, continue to touch my wife and family. Look on the grandchildren. Look on our daughter, Gabrielle. Look on, oh God, my individual Oh, God, immediate family, touch in the name of Jesus, my nieces, my nephews, touch, oh, God, in a special way, God, we ask, Lord, that you would honor our request today in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would meet them at their point of need. Look on the viewers and subscribers on the broadcast today, Lord, that you would touch them and their families as well. And Father, we're praying for the need, oh God, not only of the people in the church, but in the need, oh God, of those that's seeking you, those that's, oh God, in need of comforting. We pray thy blessing, those that, oh God, are going through, oh God, bereavement, oh God, through senseless acts of violence throughout this city. 
in different places in our country. We pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, you being the God of all comfort, that you would comfort them and console them and Lord strengthen them because we know that you're able to encourage them, oh God, to seek you and oh God, look up and live. We pray right now, oh God, for those that are struggling with addiction, those that are struggling, Lord God, oh God, with strongholds that they will be loosed in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, that they will break free and be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and declare it. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for it. We declare it in the name of Jesus. And it is so. Thank you, Lord. We glorify and give you praise. We thank you for the word. Oh, God, on yesterday, God, letting us know, God, hallelujah, that you're able to do exceedingly. Oh, God, abundantly above all that we could ask or think. We thank you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we know that you are able. Help us right now to trust in the living God. Oh, God, not to trust, oh, God, in riches, oh, God, in uncertain riches and things, oh, God, that cannot deliver. We ask in the name of Jesus that, oh, God, you continue to build up our most holy faith as we pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we glorify you. We lift you up today. And Lord, we give you praise. Remember that family, God. Remember those that said pray for us. Oh, God, remember, oh, God, that young man that's in need of deliverance. Touch him right now. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare it. We thank you for it. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray to the glory of God. Thank God. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and uh, jump right in today. We're going to talk about um, the seven dispensations. But the first one we're going to talk about, we're going to uh, go back into introduction. And hopefully on Wednesday, we'll get into the meat of this, the uh, lesson plan and discussion <clears throat> after we talk about a few things here today as we talk about the dispensation uh, of grace, but we're going to, we're going to start out uh, talking about the dispensation of innocence. And we know there's uh, several dispensations that we must uh, be aware of. We got to look at which one we're starting with. We're starting with the dispensation of innocence where man was not aware of sin. Uh, God creates the man and he's innocent and uh, he ends up falling from grace, uh, falling from God rather. And then we got the conscience. Then we have the promise. Uh, and we have several others. We got, uh, we got the, well, actually we got innocence, conscience, government, and then we got the promise. Let's deal with it like that. So that's, those are the first uh, one, uh, two, three, and four. So first four is the dispensation of innocence, conscience, government, promise, and then we're going to talk about the law. Then we're going to get into grace, and then uh, we'll get into uh, the millennial reign. So we're going to get into quite a few of these. So we got seven of them that we need to cover. We got grace and the millennial reign that we're going to cover. So the first uh, one we're going to start with is the dispensation of innocence. All right. So we're going to go to uh, Genesis 1, 26 through 27. 
we'll start at the beginning. Okay. Just going to talk about a few things here. And we're we're just going to, uh, this is an overview uh, lesson plan. We spent a lot of time in this. So this series here is probably going to take us uh, close to four weeks to complete. Uh, we may can get it done in three weeks, but we'll see how far we get. All right. And so um, this week, we're going to start out with the dispensation of innocence. So we're going to go to Genesis 1 and 26. Let's take a look and see what Genesis 1 and 26 says. And he says, And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. All right. Verse number 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. Shouldn't be no confusion. There should be no confusion about gender. All right. We're not going to get into that, but there should be no confusion about gender. All right. So as we look at this, uh, God creates man. That's one of the uh, the most primary things that we can see. And when he created man, he was uh, he considered everything he made good. But when he created man, man was very good. So he looked he looks down uh, and goes a little bit farther with human humanity. Let's see what he does here in verse number seven. Let's go to Genesis two and seven. All right, we're going to do some reading here. And it says here in verse number seven, it says, And the Lord formed, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Hmm? Okay, this is very important. Man was made of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay, that's the opening event uh, when God started this dispensation. He placed man in the garden and uh, created him in his image and in his likeness. And then he created male and female. And we know in the scripture, he saw uh, after Adam was naming all the animals and things of that nature, it wasn't good that man should be alone. So he gave him and helped me. All right. And so God was pleased with all that he created and he saw it was very good. All right. So now let's take a look. We're going to go uh, just a little bit farther. I'm just going through uh, some things I have noted. All right. So let's go to uh, what man's responsibility is. We're going to go to Genesis 2 and uh, 15. Let's see what man's responsibility was after God made him. And the Lord God took man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge and of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. Hmm? For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. All right? So it gives man responsibility and he tells him 
what and what not to do. All right. All right, let's take a look here. We're just introducing it here, and then we're going to talk about grace for a little bit when we get to it. Um, let's look at man's failure. All right, we're going to take a look at man's failure. Because sometimes um, we forget that we're human and we're subject to failure. All right, so we're going to talk about this today. So we talk about the seven dispensation. We want you to see how things were in the beginning. And then we're going to progress to how things are in the current uh, status and time that we're in now. So let's take a look. Genesis chapter three, verse number six. Go with me. Genesis three and six. I'm going to read for your hearing. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the uh, to the eyes hmm? and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Look at the pride of life. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. He was right there. Hmm? There's no debate, no question. He was right there. All right. He disobeyed. He just took it and ate it because she gave it to him. Hmm? And he did eat. And notice the eyes of them both were open. Now, when she ate, nothing happened with the eyes. But when he partook, the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked. All right. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Look at man's failure. Man has been trying to cover uh, himself since he's been created since the fall. A man, he's been trying to cover. Hmm different things that he has done hmm? only to realize that the covering that we use is insufficient. Sometimes we use excuses. Hmm? Sometimes we try to put a sheet over. Hmm? <laughs> Let me get out of here. I got to go. But look at man's failure. Hmm? Man is prone to failure. Why? Hmm? Because the enemy always try to make you think sin is good. Hmm? Uh, and I want to show you something else. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It says here in my note that I put here, uh, people usually choose the wrong thing because they are convinced those things are good. Hmm? And that was a song that he had out back in the 70s. And I know a lot of the people know it that's older, you know, back in the 70s. Some people know something was wrong, but they couldn't and they didn't have the strength. They didn't have the weather withdrawal to pull away from it. Hmm? It's very important for us to see uh, people choose wrong things because in their psyche, in their mind, they have developed uh, a craving. You know, the Bible says now uh, uh, in James, it talks about, you know, when lust is conceived, hmm? it brings forth sin. So it's, you know, it's not a sin to be tempted, but lust when it's conceived, that means once it, you know, once it's digested, hmm? 
once we uh, are overtaken by it and we digest it, we partake of it, once that lust get in you and it's conceived, it's like planting something and adding water to it. Over time, it's going to grow. Lust, when it's conceived, it brings forth sin. So lust, when it's planted in the heart, in the mind of humanity, and it stays there. This is why we must guard our ear and eye gate and keep uh, our hearts with all diligence because out of them flows the issue of life. We have to understand that in life, things come to our minds hmm? and how we process it and how we digest it and how long we let it register and take root in us. That's why we can't watch all these crazy movies and different things that people get into you know, social media. Bishop talked about Facebook on Sunday. He talked about all these things that get in our spirit and it causes us uh, to act contrary to the word of God. Hmm? Look at this now. Lust, when it's conceived, is bring forth sin and then sin when it's finished, it bring forth death. People are convinced in their mind first that this is good. They haven't tasted it. You can, you don't, you know, a lot of times people look at a pie and I thank God for my bishop. He uh, made an analogy when he first got married about the pie situation. You know, the pie can look good. It can smell good huh, to the eye. But then what if it's full of salt? What if that pie is full of salt? Hmm? Somebody grabbed the salt instead of the sugar. The pie looks the same. It appears to the eye to the nose, hmm, that it's the same. And that's how sin is. Sin appears to be, oh, glory be to God. Hmm? As we talk about these seven dispensations, we got to let you know what damage or um, the collateral damage that can uh, take place when lust is conceived and when sin, oh, glory be to God, hmm, is uh, finished. It's going to bring forth death. All right. So something in our mind tells us it looked good. It tastes good. It's good for me. Hmm? And people choose these things uh, for themselves because they think it's good. Hmm? And we got to be honest with ourselves. Stop telling these young people and young folks that there's nothing out there in the world for them. There's plenty out there in the world for them. And the world don't make it look ugly. Hmm? The world is good about dressing up the appearance of things. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Let me get out of here. Mm? Our young men and our young ladies must be careful. Mm? Also careful of the things that appear to be good. Mm? And sometimes they, uh, they reject wise counsel of the older saints and their parents and their guardians and different ones that have fell off into different things. And, and they say, oh, you just don't know. You know, you just don't know what I'm, what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through. Temptation is real. All oh, glory be to God. Hmm? And it appears pretty. It, it appears ple pleasant to us. And it seems to be very difficult to avoid. Hmm? All oh, glory be to God. Hmm? It seems to be very uh, difficult to avoid because the devil makes it attractive. Hmm? And we must understand, you know, uh, the, you know, the world flirts with our flesh 
And the devil used the world as bait to get us on the hook. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? We got to understand Jesus made the disciples fisher, fishers of men, and the devil also have people that he's using to fish out people that are weak in, in, in faith. Hmm? We must understand he duplicates everything that God does. So as we talk about these dispensation, I want you to see man's failure. His biggest failure was, hmm, was to resist hmm, the thing that appear, the appearance of a thing. Hmm? He already had everything he needed. God put him in the garden and gave him everything that he needed. All glory be to God. And we fail. All glory be to God. We fail when we have everything we need that pertain to life and guidance. Huh? Because we look over the fence. All glory be to God. We look over in somebody else's church. We look over in somebody else's ministry. All glory be to God. And we say, oh, look what they doing over there. All glory be to God. Hmm? So I want you to see man's failure. Hmm? And sometimes it's hard to avoid attractive temptation hmm? when it comes your way. Hmm? We can't always prevent temptation. Let me, let, me, let me tell you now. You can't prevent it. Hmm? It's going to be out there. Hmm? But let's go, to, uh, let's go to a scripture so you can uh, see how to avoid. Hmm? Let's, go to, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let's go to first Corinthians. I want to uh, show you how to get out of some things. I'm not going to tell you all the, the bad stuff and not tell you how to stay away from it. Look at this. Let's go to first Corinthians 10 and uh, 12. First Corinthians 10 and 12. He says here, wherefore let him think it that he stand to take heed lest he fall. First of all, you need to be careful. Hmm? We need to be careful hmm? because we know we have an adversary. First Peter 5, 7, and 8 says, you know, that we have an adversary. Be sober, be vigilant because you have an adversary, the devil walking about as a roaring lion, sinking whom he may devour. Verse 12, 10 and 12 says in First uh, Corinthians 10 and 12, Wherefore, let him think it that he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Hmm? It's a common thing hmm? for humanity hmm? to be attracted to something. Hmm? It's, it's, it's a common thing. Hmm? Look at this. It says, no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Hmm? God don't want us to get caught up in this stuff. Hmm? God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that, you're able. But will with the temptation. Here's the thing. It's not a sin to be tempted, but God allows uh, uh, you to get to a certain point in temptation where the Holy Spirit that's within that believer is triggered for you to know, like Joseph, I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. 
huh? Joseph didn't even have the Holy Ghost. Let <laughs> me get out of here. But he knew if he stayed there any longer, he had to leave his jacket or whatever, his coat or whatever. But I won't let you know. It says here, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. So God is not going to allow you to be overtaken hmm, in a situation. But will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Hmm? This is where we get the term. It's not scripture. I know people say God is not going to put no more on you than you can bear. That's not that's not uh, verbatim scripture. But the interpretation is of 10 and 13. It says, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And the interpretation of that is God will not put no more on you than you're able to handle. So we can't say God tempts man with evil. Hmm? When we look at, well, glory be to God, when we look at Genesis 22, when it said God tempted Abraham, that text means test. So we got to look at the Hebrew and the Greek writing and understand uh, the different meanings of those words in that point in time of Scripture. That's why the Bible said rightly divide the word of truth. We look in the Scripture and say, oh, God said uh, God tempted Abraham. God tempt, don't tempt man with evil. Hmm? God will not tempt man with evil. Hmm? But every man is tempted, James says, when he's drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Oh, glory be to God. Let me tell you something. Enticement is something. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. You got to be careful when, oh, you got to be careful of all this stuff out here that will entice you. And sometimes people think the only thing will entice you is, is, is sexual advancement. Saints, we need to get a tighter grip on our uh, walk with God because there's a lot of things in this world that will entice us. And we got to wear this world as a loose garment, praise God, because that because of man's failure. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Huh? We can look down through history and see man's failure. Hmm? And how will that help us hmm? uh, in, in, in the dispensation we're in right now? These things are written for our admonition and our learning so we can avoid the fall. Oh, glory be to God. Huh? You don't have to fall. All oh, glory be to God, because God is able. All oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Look at this. Bishop talked about it Sunday, about, uh, you know, he's able to do exceedingly. So here we go again. He's able. Hmm? Says, uh, who will not suffer you to be attempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Hmm? that you may be able. So God is able, huh? So he can enable us to be able. Oh, glory be to God. Let me get out of here. Hmm? The devil is raising Cain, but God is still able. Look at this. Let me tell you something. He says here, wherefore my beloved, wherefore my dearly beloved flee from idolatry. Now let's let's take a moment here, cause I I I need to slow roll this, 
he says, stay away from idolatry. Hmm? He says, flee from idolatry. Hmm? In the day of the Corinthian church, idolatry, idol worship, hmm? all glory be to God, was a lot of paganistic things that was going on right among the believers. Hmm? They were doing paganistic things in the house of God. Hmm? We can be ignorant hmm? concerning uh, uh, things that we need to know in this walk. So we cannot afford to come this far and allow the world to sift the very life out of us hmm? that God has put in us through the Holy Spirit. Hmm? It's very important. He says, flee from idolatry. Hmm? The world is full of idols. Hmm? <laughs> Let me get it. I got to go. Hmm? The world is full of them. And we have to be careful. We don't set up any in our homes and in our places of worship where we uh, uh, worship the true and living God. Hmm? We got to be careful of it. Hmm? Because in church uh, or Christendom today, I'll put it like this, man's failure is being uh, repeated. Hmm? In Christendom today, man's failures are being repeated. Because hmm? we just put a little twist on it. Let <laughs> me get at it. We put a little twist on it. And so oh, ain't no harm in it. We, we just, you know, we just doing something. We doing a little different over here. We need to be careful that we're not setting up false gods in our church. Hmm? We need to be careful. Now, let's take a look. Look at man's failure. We went to Genesis 3, 6, and 7. All right? Let's take a look at Genesis 3 and 9. Let's take a look. I hope we we took a warning and we understand that uh, being being tempted is, is not a sin. Hmm? But every man is tempted. When he's drawn away from his own lust, hmm? and he's he's enticed, hmm? we have to be careful of the enticement hmm? that the world brings to our minds. Hmm? I know, I know, I'm, I know, I'm messing up, but we got to be careful of these enticements. So let's go to uh, Genesis uh, three and nine. Let's take a look. He says here. And verse number nine, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Hmm? We're going to talk about man's tendency now. Hmm? Hmm? When we fail to obey God, we want you to see the tendency. Look what happened with the tendency. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, unto him where art thou let's look at his reply verse 10 look at his tendency and he said i heard thy voice in the garden and i was afraid and because i was naked and i hid myself hmm? look at this he right away uh begins to uh 
share these sinful tendencies. <laughs> Let me get out of here, huh? It shows God had a desire to fellowship with him, but because he did what he did, hmm? he heard God approaching, hmm? but because of their sin, they were afraid to show themselves. Hmm? And I want to say this because I know I know I got to go now. I want to say this. We must be aware. We must be spiritually aware of all the people, you know, that are afraid, you know, uh, to come before God in repentance. God will accept our repentance if we will come to him. But when people want to hide out, you know, stay away from the church, hmm? They want to stay away from prayer. They want to stay away from all the things that will get them back where they fell from. But because of the sin, we can see the tendency of people, of of humanity, is to hide. The natural tendency is to go somewhere and get in a corner. (laughs) Oh, glory. Let me get out of here. I got to go. Huh? The natural tendency hmm, that's in us is to lie, you know because of that fallen nature, you know, disguise it, mm? put a sheet over it, mm? make an excuse, if you will. Mm? And sin broke fellowship with God. Oh, glory be to God. Adam's sin broke his failure and caused his tendency, oh, glory be to God, mm? for him to be withdrawn. Mm? Do you have people Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? You know, as pastors and bishops and leaders, you know, there's no reason for someone to be in your ministry for five years and still be withdrawn. Hmm? If it is, you got to evaluate what's going on with that individual spirit and it's sin somewhere on board. Because the scripture says in Matthew 24 and 12, and because iniquity shall abound. Hmm? The love of many shall wax cold. We need to know there's something that is broken fellowship with God, and therefore we won't all oh, glory be to God. Hmm? We won't fellowship with the same people in the church we in. Hmm? Something's wrong with that. Hmm? Ain't no two sides to the church. It's just one church. <laughs> oh, let me get out. I got to go. Let me get out of here. I'm over here and you over here. All glory be to God. When we going to ever get in the middle hmm? and come together? Look at this. They were afraid to show themselves. Hmm? Uh, just as they had uh, sinned, they had broke fellowship with God. Hmm? We got to understand that Jesus renews their relationships reconciles us back to God where we can uh where we can fellowship with him in the spirit. Mm? He brings us back to God mm? because fallen man urges, longs, desires, craves to be with God. Mm? You ever seen people try to satisfy everything? They've tried everything. Mm? Oh glory be to God. Mm? Only to recognize 
that Jesus is enough. Hmm? Jesus is enough. Hmm? They only figure that out when they run out of, you know, like the woman with the issue of blood, when they run out of resources. Look at this. God wants to be with his creation. And our natural response, uh, when we sin, when we fall, when we mess up, our natural response, our tendency is fear. Hmm? Timothy 1 and 7 said, For God has not given us spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. The natural reaction is fear. Hmm? Because our tendencies of our fallen nature is now I can't live up hmm? to God's standard anymore. Hmm? But we must recognize he loves us regardless of our faults. Hmm? Even though man has the tendency to sin, oh, glory be to God, God leaves us as free will agents because of his blood. He has reconciled us back to God. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? And the, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hmm? Regardless of our fault, hmm? regardless of, uh, oh, glory be to God, the embarrassment. Hmm? <laughs> Let me get it. I got to go. Hmm? Sometimes we embarrass because we done made a name for ourselves. Hmm? We got to forget about our name. Hmm? And remember the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Hmm? And the righteous can run into it and they are safe. We can get help from God. The, the man's tendency, man's failure, man's tendency is flawed. Now let's take a look here. We're going to go to Genesis 3 and 17. Let's skip down. Stay in the same book. We're going to get down through it. We're going to deal with the dispensation of innocent. We're going to get to conscience, hopefully, on Wednesday, if the Lord's will. But hopefully we'll get through with this. Let's see where we're at. Oh, yeah, we got a little time. So, yeah, we got a little time. We'll, we'll get down through here. Let's go to Genesis 3 and 17. And, okay, let's take a look. <clears throat> I'd like to go to Genesis. Uh, yeah, let's go to... Uh, well, he asked them what they done. So let's go to Genesis 3 and 17. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Hmm? He said, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Hmm? And sour thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Hmm? Look at this. Look at God's judgment. Hmm? He had to eat from the ground the rest of his days. Hmm? That's, that's something to look at. But We're not going to deal with this in this study, but that's something to look at. Hmm? So we can, we can look at some things here and pull some uh, vital information from this to understand that uh, if he had not disobeyed, he he may not have to eat from the ground all the days. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. But we'll we'll bring that another time. But he says, eat of it all the days of thy life, and thorns of thistle shall it bring forth. Hmm? Uh, he says, thorns of thistle shall it bring forth uh, to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Hmm? And the sweat of thy face shall thou 
uh, eat bread. That means you got to work hmm? till thou return into the ground. For out of it was thy taken, and for dust thou art, and unto the dust thou shalt return. This, this is very, very powerful because when we look at the judgment, he told him because of, you know, his disobedience that he was going to uh, return back to the thing uh, that he was created from. So now that is something to take a look at. Hmm? He was expelled from Eden. We're going to take a look at it. Let's go. I'm at 19. Let's go to 19. Yeah, I did stop at 19. Now we're going to go down to 22. We're just skipping around here. Let's go to Genesis 3 and 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand to take of the tree of life and to eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove them out and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Now, this is very important to take a look at. God put them out of the garden, put them out of a place um, that, he had actually set up for them to live in. Hmm? Anytime we sin, you know, God created heaven as a, a place, a prepared place for prepared people. You can see God preparing this natural garden for Adam and Eve and his family. Hmm? A place to habitate, habit, a place to inhabit. Hmm? that was fruitful and had everything that he needed. And because of his disobedience, it was taken. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Hmm? We must take note of this. Hmm? Some people think because they're in the church, they can't miss heaven. That's, that's false doctrine. That's false teaching. Just because you're in church, you still can miss heaven. Hmm? Because there are some things that we must do. We must get rid of this, uh, these tendencies. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Huh? And we must keep a heart of repentance until Jesus come back for us. It's very important. It's very vital that we do these things. And so I want you to see that he kicked him out of the garden. He was kicked out. Hmm? And I don't know, um, some of you that may uh, be on this broadcast with me today. You may not know what it is to be kicked out. Hmm? Have you ever had a place and you couldn't pay the rent? Hmm? And you would stand there and you try to stay there as long as you could, but you just couldn't make all the ends meet. And they gave you an eviction notice. And in some cases, you still couldn't get things together. And they set your stuff outside. Hmm? That had to be a hurting feeling for Adam. Hmm? After all, God was his father and kicked him out. Hmm? And guess what caused him to be kicked out? His neglect. His failure. 
his tendency, his disobedience, hmm? his wrong action. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Huh? Can we can we uh see the connection and the parallel that I'm making to humanity, how we do? Even in the church, we can be disobedient. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. I, I know. I know I'm messing up bad. But maybe this is just hitting me. Maybe it's not hitting you. But this maybe this just hitting me. But even in the church, hmm, we don't have it made. Hmm? I want to make sure I make this clear. Because God's presence dealing with man is not over. Hmm? Even though we're under grace, it's not over. Now, we dealt with the first dispensation of innocence, and we talked about it. And I want to read something for you. I want to go to Romans chapter 5. I want to go back uh, and go back through this again because I need to go <clears throat> to Romans 5 and 12. Let's, let's read it because it's important. It's important that I read Romans 5 and 12 so we can see. Uh, let's take a look at Romans 5 and 12. It says here, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, hmm? and death by sin, and so death was passed upon all men. Hmm? I want you to see man's failure. Death was passed upon all of us, even that baby that's born two minutes ago, born into sin. Hmm? Death was passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, for until the law, sin was in the world. Hmm? And he says, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. This is why we got to look at innocence. Hmm? But when God said don't do it, it becomes law. Hmm? They were innocent, but God told them what not to do. Hmm? And he says here, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. Hmm? After the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Hmm? Now, that first Adam messed it up, but the second Adam had to fix it up. Hmm? And I want to let you know, Adam was a good representation of what God was going to do, what Christ was going to do. But guess what? He fell through disobedience, through transgression. Hmm? Anytime we transgress God's law, we sin. Hmm? So this is man's failure, man's tendency, and this is man's problem. All right? It's very, it's very important that we see this. This is man's problem. Man tends to uh stray when he take when he when he doesn't uh take heed to the warning. Man tends to stray. And he doesn't take heed to warn it. All right. So we're going to go to our next one. Uh, I want to go to uh, uh, Genesis. Well, I didn't want to. I wanted to get Genesis 3 and 15. Uh, God 
uh, gives a point by grace. Hmm? Uh, let's go to Genesis. I think I read Genesis 3 and 21. This is, and unto Adam and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skin and close them. So that lets you know right there, God had to prepare a sacrifice for them, offer sacrifice for their sins, which was which which really was going to bring in when he set up Moses, the Mosaic law, and uh, bring in, uh, you know, some things that they would need to do uh, concerning uh, their sin problem. And so we're going to go to conscience in a minute, but let's go to, I want to go to Genesis 4 and 25. That's where I want to go. Uh, let's take a look. And it says, And Adam knew his wife again and bare a son and called his name Set. And he says, For God said he had appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. We can see, uh, we can see problems after problems. Once Adam disobeys God, we can see degeneration. Uh, we can see problems in the family. We can see uh, uh, all types of things uh, going downward spiral. We can see a downward spiral with humanity. All right? It's very important that we see this. We can see a downward spiral. So we're going to... Um, we're going to take a look at something here. We're going to see the uh, downward spiral. So let's take a look. We're going to look at conscious now. Hmm? Cain murders Abel. That's where I want to go. Cain slays Abel. We can see that uh, there were some problems in Adam's family. Hmm? We're all a part of the Adam family. Hmm? And he says, and the Lord said unto him, Genesis 4 and 15. Hmm? He said unto him, therefore, whosoever slayed Cain, vengeance shall be taken upon him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Hmm? He wasn't even worth killing. Hmm? God put a mark on him and he wasn't even worth killing. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Hmm? Cain was severely punished hmm? for his murderous spirit and all the sin. Hmm? He thought his, he thought his uh, punishment was greater than what he can handle. Hmm? Look at this. It's very important. It's very important as believers that we can see this downward spiral. Now let's take a look here. Abel offers a lamb hmm? and Cain offers something else. Hmm? He offered what God didn't accept. Hmm? This shows in the scripture that they knew what God desired, what he wanted, 
Mm-hmm. And we got to understand that Abel brought the first one of the flock. Mm-hmm. And God, uh, Cain brought the fruit of the ground. Mm-hmm. Cain brought stuff that didn't have no life in it. Mm-hmm. And God had respect to Abel offering, but in the Cain, he had not no respect for it. Hmm? This is why I wanted to say Cain kills his brother under conscience. Hmm? Look at this. Let me show you something with conscience. Hmm? Let me show you something with conscience. Verse number eight, Genesis four and eight. And Cain talked with his brother Abel, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother Abel and slew him. That word slew means he killed him. Hmm? Let's take a look. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? Glory. He said, Where is Abel thy brother? Let me show you what he said. Uh, let me show you conscience. Verse number nine. He said, where's thy brother Abel? Listen at Cain's reply. And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Hmm? That's something when you get smart with God. Hmm? That's something to look at there, ain't it? Hmm? He said he didn't know. And he said, am I my brother's keeper? That is something. It is something. Now, God gave him a chance to repent. I want to show you conscience here. Hmm? If God don't grant repentance, you won't repent with the Holy Ghost. Because hmm? some people's conscience is seared. With a hot iron. Hmm? This is important for us to look at this. I know. I know I'm I know I'm dealing with dispensation, but I'm trying to let you see some things as as I talk about these dispensations, how they come up under grace. We headed there. <laughs> All glory to God. Huh? We headed there. If we don't nip it in the bud, these things will still come back to bite us. Hmm? Because we can murder somebody with our mouth. Hmm? All glory be to God. Let <laughs> me get out of here. You don't have to take no rock or no stone or no knife. Hmm? Or no gun. Hmm? I know all that is happening here in our city. But I want to let you know you can murder somebody with your tongue. Hmm? So we got to be careful. Look at this. Uh, Cain had a chance to get it right. Hmm? But Cain refused. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? How many people, oh, glory be to God, how many people do you know have the opportunity? Glory. And I just want to, oh, I'm reflecting back on uh, something I had talked about during the revival in, uh, in Florida, a missed opportunity. How many times we have opportunity hmm, to get things 
that's wrong, get it right. All oh, glory be to God. Huh? You don't know how much time you got left. Oh, I know. I got to go. Hmm? But he refused to get it right. Hmm? And he didn't understand that if he refused to admit his wrong, hmm, that he was going to, it wasn't going to end well for him. Hmm? And sometimes people hold things, hmm, and it don't end well for them. Hmm? Let me, say, let, me, let me share this with you. Cain had did something, and we're going to talk about it as we talk about conscience. Cain had did something hmm, that God had not done when he created humanity. God gives life, and he take it. Job says, the Lord give it, and the Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, we can see here in conscience, with a messed up conscience, this man Cain takes his brother life and has no conscience, no regard for the life. Can we see that in the world we live in today? Oh, glory be to God. Have no conscience, no remorse. Oh, glory be to God. No empathy whatsoever. Took the life and his brother laying lifeless. And when he was asked about it, oh, glory be to God, he said he didn't know. Hmm? He didn't even speak truth. And then his, his conscience reply was, am I my brother's keeper? Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? That's some kind of conscience there. We, oh, glory be to God, we need to take a look at this. Because hmm? in the world we live in today, it is getting more wickeder and wickeder every day. Scripture said the whole world lies in wickedness. Hmm? We need to know hmm? that under grace, all oh, glory be to God, hmm? we can escape the wrath of God. All oh, glory be to God. I don't know where you are in your walk with Christ today, but if I were you, hmm? I wouldn't molest grace. All glory be to God. Look at this. I got to get out of here now. I'm out of time. Oh, yeah, I got to get out. I got about 10, 15 minutes. Look at this. About 10 more minutes. Look, I want to show you something. Let's go uh, 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 to Genesis 4. And uh, let's go to Genesis 4 and 25. Now, after he... Slays his brother Cain. I mean, slays his brother Abel. Cain slays Abel. We go to Genesis 4 and 25. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son. They called his name Seth. Hmm? Hmm? This is very good. And she appointed me another seed instead of Abel. Hmm? For God says she had appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And and to set him also born a son and called his name Enos. Then began to call upon the name of the Lord. Hmm? That's very good. So I want I want to stop there because I wanted to see a uh, show 
us there that God uh, is the life giver. Let's take a look. God is the life giver. He slays Abel, Cain does, and then God allows Adam and Eve to have a relationship and have another son hmm? to instead of that righteous seed that was snuffed out hmm? by Cain. All right, let's take a look. It's very important that we look at this. Uh, under conscious, I want to show y'all something else. Under conscious, let's go to uh, uh, let's go to uh, Hebrews eleven and four. I want I want to read Hebrews eleven and four as we talk about this conscious. And we're gonna have to let it go. We're not gonna finish. We did get through innocence, but we're not gonna finish uh, conscious today. But let's take a look. There's a lot here I want to cover when we talk about conscience. Hebrews 11 and 4. Let's take a look. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, which obtained witness that he was righteous. Look at this now. Uh, he testifies, <laughs> Abel offer unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speak it. Oh, glory to God. I thought I had to get that one. It's very important that I got that one. Hmm? Now, it's important that you see, even though he was dead. Hmm? Hmm? Even though he was dead, he was yet speaking. That's, that's something to look at. Hmm? Wow. This is why... It's important to believe and obey. Hmm? Believe and obey. It's very important. Uh, this is where we're at. We're under believe and obey. Abel believed God. He believed God so much so that he obeyed God. You're not going to tell me. <laughs> oh, glory. Let me get out of here. You're not going to tell me that you believe God and won't obey God. Hmm? If you won't obey God, that's that same spirit and conscience that Cain had. Hmm? He knew what was required. He knew what he was supposed to be doing, but he chose to do otherwise. Hmm? This is why we can see the difference between belief and unbelief. Hmm? When we believe something, we act on what we believe. Oh, I know. I'm, I know I'm going deep into theology today, but we need to act on what we believe. If we say we believe God, then act on his word. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Don't tell me you believe God and you walk in a total opposite direction. Your life is pointed in a whole different direction. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Somebody said, I can't hear what you said from seeing what you're doing. Oh, glory be to God. Look at this. Believe and obey. This is, this is man's responsibility. 
is to believe and obey. After Abel offers a better sacrifice, Cain kills him because he's righteous. Hmm? But look at this. If we believe and obey, hmm? even after we're gone, your life speak, your life will speak. All oh, glory be to God. They, huh? They may put you six feet down, but if your life is right with God, it's still going to speak to somebody and say, you know what? That, you know, that person lived for God. Hmm? They may not, they may not never see nothing else, but they may, they'll know the testimony will be out there because, huh? God spoke for Abel. Hmm? He spoke for him, testified for him. Now let's look at this defiled conscience. We're going to go to Genesis. I think I'm going to stop there now. I got about seven minutes left. Let's go to Genesis chapter six. Let's look at this under conscious. We're going to look at the defiled conscious. Hmm? Let's look at Genesis six and uh, let's go six and four. Let's see what we got. Genesis Six and four. And it says, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in, unto the daughters of men and bare unto them, uh, the same became mighty men, which were old men of renown. Look at this. God regrets that he made humanity and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in earth and that every imagination of his thought of his heart was only evil continually. Can we see that now? Hmm? Look at this. It says here, and God saw that the, Wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now, we looked around. Have you looked around in the city that you live in? Hmm? It's about time we, uh, you know, wake up out of sleep and see, you know, as I talked about last week, the devil is loose on these folks now. You see them doing all kinds of stuff. Hmm? Look at this. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Can't you see it now? Hmm? And that every imagination of his thought of his heart was only evil continually. Hmm? People shoot you before they speak to you now. Hmm? <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Let me get out of there. I got to go. Hmm? Some people shoot you for speaking to them, so you got to be careful. Hmm? Look at this. And it repented the Lord. This is Genesis uh, 6 and 6. It says, and it repented the Lord. After he saw that the heart of man was only evil, continue. It made God regretful. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Let me get out of here. God repented that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. You mean to tell me you we can grieve the Lord? <laughs> oh, glory be to God, huh? Hmm? If he was grieved back then, 
Oh, I know he's grievous now. I'm sure he's grieving right now with some of these things we seeing, not only in the world, but some of the stuff we see in the church. I'm sure he grieved right now. Hmm? Let's talk about it. Let's get in here. Huh? And he says, and he repented the Lord. Because anytime, <laughs> oh, I had that one there had hit me there. Anytime, and I know, I know it's not funny, but I smile to keep from crying or I have a disfigured face. That's just my way of, of speaking truth, you know, speak the truth in love. I'm trying to give it to you in love. But anytime that we take uh, genders that's the same hmm, and put them together, hmm, oh, let me get out of here, huh? We put them together. And God didn't put two men in the garden together. <laughs> Let me get out of here. I, I know. He didn't put two women in the garden together. I'm sorry that you feel that uh, the church don't love you. God loves the truth. And if you can't accept God's love, then the, uh, the truth ain't in you. Hmm? So here's the thing. We love everybody. God loves everybody. But he don't love the sin. Oh, glory be to God. I got to give it to you in love. God does not love our sin. Just like he hate the, oh, glory be to God, the liar, the backbiter, the fornicator, the adulterer. Oh, glory be to God. God hates sin, period. And I must tell you in love, if you, uh, two women kissing each other and, and uh, having sexual intercourse, uh, we love you, but uh, you in sin. Hmm? We need to tell you to come out of sin. Hmm? We need to tell people in love that they need to come out of what they're in. And God is able to save them. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? This is what we must do. Hmm? Oh, and, and oh, glory be to God. In the book of Acts, when they had messed up. Oh, glory be to God. Acts chapter 2, verse number 36 uh, through 38. They asked a question, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now that you know you've offended God, now that you know you wrong, that your lifestyle is wrong, all oh, glory be to God. Hmm? God can change your conversation, which means your lifestyle. Hmm? But you got to want to accept truth. Oh, glory be to God. I got to let you know, but I, that's not where I was going. But I wanted to share that to let somebody know. That under conscious, when your conscience is defiled, you will be doing all kinds of stuff. Hmm? Not even in, not even recognize that it offends God. Hmm? All oh, glory be to God. Not even we don't even respect God. Hmm? God created you to be a man. Why don't you stand up and be one? Hmm? God created you to be a woman. Why don't you be one and be the best one you can be? Hmm? But we done took what God has made good. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? And we done made it defiled and detestable. Hmm? And that's why we got to show everybody love and let them know that God loves them, but he don't love the sin. Let's take a look. He says here, it repented, Genesis 6 and 6, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy 
Mm. Man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for repented me that I've made them. Mm. Glory be to God. Sounds like during this time of conscience, man has gotten himself into deep trouble with God. Hmm? Through their transgression and their uh, unwillingness to repent, their unwillingness to express sorrow for their wrong lifestyle. Hmm? But they continued on in it. <laughs> oh, glory. Let me get out of here. They continued on in it. Hmm? And they never admitted that they made any mistake. They just kept on rebelling against God. Hmm? And you know, we as parents, we express sorrow over a rebellious child. Oh, glory be to God. I know you may have not been one, hmm? but anybody that know this truth, I'm speaking it in love. If you was a rebellious child, you know the sorrow that you put in your parents and your, and your loved one's heart because of your rebellion. How much more should God be sorry about your rebellion? Hmm? Look at this. And as a rebellious child, hmm? sometimes the parent expresses sorrow over that child for their rebellion hmm? and the shamefulness when you know they know better. Oh, <laughs> I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to quit. Hmm? When you know they know better, hmm? but they won't do better. Let me get out of here. I got to go. God was sorry that the people he had created and made chose sin and death instead of all oh, glory be to God. Hmm? The life he had created for them. Hmm? For them to live. Hmm? And this is why the scripture says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds of evil. Hmm? The people sin grieve God at his heart. Mm? Mm, we grieve God at his heart. Look at this. And I want to let you know, sin break God's heart today just as much as it did in Noah's day. Mm? Malachi 3 and 6, he said, I'm God and I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Hmm? So God has not changed his heart toward man. Hmm? It's our heart that's flawed. Hmm? And our hearts go, oh, glory be to God, go fleeting after all oh, glory and a horn after false gods. Oh, glory be to God. I got to let you go. Let me get out of here. I think I'm done now. We're going to pick it back up. Genesis 6 and 6. And he repented the Lord that he made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from off the face of the earth, both, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I've made them. I would not close without giving you hope. Genesis 6 and 5. 
but Noah found grace. Oh, glory. Hmm? I'm so glad about grace. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm so glad I found grace. Hmm? You may have not been that rebellious child. Hmm? All glory be to God. But I'm so glad I found grace. Hmm? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Hmm? We ought to be excited. Hmm? that God didn't give us what as our sins deserved. Oh, glory be to God. But he, oh, glory be to God. He commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And he gave us grace with a defiled conscience. Oh, glory. I got to get out of here. Hmm? We can see the cross. We can see the cross. Oh, glory be to God. Huh? We can see, we can see grace all the way through. <laughs> that's what I'm trying. Uh, that's why I started out with the dispensation of grace. We can see grace working, even all oh, glory be to God. At a time hmm, that was very, very challenging. Hmm? We can see grace working even now. Hmm? All oh, glory be to God. We can see grace working then, and we can see it working now. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. All oh, glory be to God. That's very important. Hmm? He found grace. And when he found the grace, all oh, glory be to God. He took advantage of it. Hmm? He didn't let grace fall to the ground. Hmm? It's important that we take a look at this. Noah found grace. Hmm? Now, People want to talk about Noah's life. I know a lot of people know the, you know, the history of Noah and Job and different ones. And we'll say, we'll look at their flaws, but God said they were perfect. Hmm? Now you got to look at what God considers as perfect. Hmm? It does not mean he never sinned. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. You'll see. Uh, Noah's, you'll see some of his sins in Genesis 9 20. But rather it means he loved and obeyed. This is why I'm working on this point of believe and obey. He believed God and he obeyed God. Let's go to, uh, oh God, let me get on out of here. I'm going to go to Genesis 6 and 11 and 13, then we're going to cut it. He says here, stay with me. He says, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come up before me and the earth is filled with violence. Can we see what's going on in the world we live in today? The earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Hmm? He said, make thee an ark. All oh, glory be to God. Hmm? God has a place for a a prepared place for prepared people. He said, go make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms thou shalt make in the ark. And y'all know, we'll stop right there. You know how he built it. He told him how to build it. Gave him the specifications how to build it. Hmm? And I want to let you know, we're in a time now where God is at work. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Hmm? He already prepared his church and prepared a place for it. 
Hmm? But now we can see the culmination. All glory be to God. We can see the culmination of grace working. <laughs> hmm? We can see it working. And so I want to encourage the people of God to know the primary meaning of grace is God's free eternal unmerited love and favor. Huh? Toward free moral agents who are a product of his own creation, huh? Whether they be human or spirit beings. That's the definition hmm? of the word grace. <laughs> All glory be to God. Hmm? And we need to understand. Oh, glory be to God. We'll stop right there. We need to understand that grace hmm, is important to humanity. Hmm? Don't never think uh, grace is not important. Hmm? Grace was so important, and it still is. So I want to let you know there are some benefits of grace. Hmm? And we're going to talk about uh, the grace of God. Hmm? And we're going to talk about a couple other things under these titles. I got it. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the fullness of grace. And then we're going to talk about these false theories about grace. We're going to talk about those things. We're going to talk about what grace cannot do. And we also, uh, I got one more. We're going to talk about what grace cannot do. That's why I said this is a very in-depth study. So we're going to talk about a lot of things here. And uh, we're going to talk about the length of the dispensation of grace. Oh, yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So we're going to, we got a lot to cover. But I want to let you know that we love you with the love of the Lord. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with Faith in God Internet TV. I hope we said something uh, regarding uh, the first two dispensations, and I'm going to check those off on my checklist here. Uh, uh, we didn't uh, we didn't finish conscious, but we're almost done with that, so we'll finish that off on Wednesday. We'll we'll pick it back up. Um, we'll pick up the uh, final part of the conscious. We got uh, the flood. We want to talk about. And uh, then we'll move on a little bit farther. We got to talk about the flood and uh, you know, how important that was as well. But I want to let you know that we love you with the love of the Lord. I hope we said something uh, to encourage the people of God. We are out of time now, but we want to thank you for joining us. Um, we hope that you'll be with us on Wednesday. Um, and hopefully uh, if you got questions or anything regarding some of these things that we talked about, uh, some of these things are foundational. Uh, some of these things are uh, written for our admonition and our learning. So we need to just take a look and make a, a comparative analysis of then and now. And you can see we're pretty close. Hmm? If you do a comparative analysis of how people are uh, <clears throat> are, are operating and doing now, even... Uh, even in the church, you got people, they don't have no regard for life. And that's getting to be scary. And so these are things that we need to be uh, very, very aware of. And we got to be sober and be vigilant. Hmm? Because I want to let you know, 
if you're not watching these spirits uh, when they come into your church and in your ministries, uh, you will be overtaken and you'll be surprised. But we shouldn't get caught by surprise because Paul told us these are perilous times. And so these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. We do love you with the love of the Lord. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newsom. God bless you in Jesus' name.